Yeah. And there's a little trick sometimes. Someone taught me this, I think, when I was a teenager. Is like, actually, if you want someone to reach out to you, um, ask someone for advice. <laughs> Ooh. It's kind of like a, a more palatable way to reestablish connection if you're not used to asking for, like, help, help. But like, hey, you know, I just can I can I get your advice on something? So it's yeah. really kind of it starts at more of a surface level, and everyone loves being asked their opinion on things, <laughs> and then it can really it, it works. I got to say, this is a trick that I've used. I've coached people with it. It really does work. If like eh, I can't ask for help, I can't ask for help with like maybe a bigger thing or a more existential crisis thing, but like I don't know, like someone just. Uh, kind of a distant family relative recently texted me like, Hey, I just got this like bonus from work. You know, should I use it to buy a car or not? And we had this nice little back and forth. And then it's like, Oh, now I feel really connected with her. I feel like we could talk about many more things now, you know? So it's like, I, I don't know. That's, that's like a nice surfacey way where it's like, instead of going from zero to 10, like I'm in the pit, I need to feel loved. I need to ask for love. That's a hard ask. Like, that's actually what we're asking for. Like, will you love me? And that feels really vulnerable, but you could ask like, what insurance should I buy? <laughs> or like, Hey, where was that vacation you took last year? I'd love to know. It's, it really can start a connection. It's just, just a little life hack. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. And, and you're right. Because when you, and love is, uh, it's such an ambiguous word that mm -hmm. it's really difficult how to respond to that. Yeah. Um, and some people might get put on the spot. Maybe somebody that you're talking with doesn't want to address it that way or isn't comfortable mm -hmm. with it. Maybe they went through more mm -hmm. trauma than you have. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, and I think you would mention this in one of our previous conversations too, is get specific mm -hmm. so that, you know, so that people, okay, you know, it's like, I need help. And we did. It's like, I need help organizing or cleaning out this room. Right. You know? With what? Yeah. Right. Because sometimes people don't know what to do. And they want to help. We all actually really want to help each other. And you know, everyone says like, oh, let me know how I can help. I'm like, eh. <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> Instead of like, do you need a hot meal tonight? There we go. Exactly. I'm kind of, like you said before, I'm coming over with dinner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me so, what you want or else I'm going to make something up. Because <laughs> yeah, when we're in a hard place, we don't know what we want. Also, like, I actually just want connection. I don't really even know what that means, you know? Yeah. 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 How, how do we do that? Um, do you know, cats are good at this because they just come up and, and jump on your lap and give you, if you're not paying enough attention, they just give you a couple claws. Gosh, I think about that a lot. I mean, 2022 was our year of the cat. We got two cats. You know, so we went from zero to two cats, and um, they have helped our lives so much. They've just given us a ton of joy. They're very, very good cats. And, you know, and I think about like oh, a cat's life they rest when they're tired, they groom themselves whenever they want to be beautiful, they explore interesting cabinets, mm -hmm. they, you know, like they rest a lot. <laughs> they, you know, and they just sort of they're curious when they want to be curious. And it's actually, that's part of the things I love about being with them is that 
they are constant reminders of actually like the ultimate self-care. <laughs> like cats are the best at self-care. Oh yes. Oh yes. And this cat, um, you can't see her because it's dark and she's black. <gasps> oh, hello. Yeah. She was a, she was a rescue from Larimer County uh, Animal Shelter. Mm-hmm. Her and her brother were rescued from um, a fire, a house fire. Oh, yep. gosh. Yep. And uh, so one of the art friends brought them home but couldn't keep them. So mm-hmm. she gifted them to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's the survivor. Her brother, Smokey, didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um well, he went, he went out to explore curiosity, the cat, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of predators around here. Yeah. 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 So That's he didn't fine. make it. Yeah. Back. Our cats are house cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cinders here is, is a hybrid. She's, she's, uh, she loves to cuddle and, uh, sit on your lap and get pet, mm-hmm. but she's also a hunter and mm-hmm. she lives in the barn. The studios mm-hmm. are an old, old kind of renovated barn. Mm-hmm. So she had ever since she's come into the home and once she was fully grown, uh, we haven't had any mice or rodents oh, yeah. in the barn. They're amazing. Yeah. She'll bring us she, presents. She's doing her job. Doing oh, her job. definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, there's a joke that she's the only animal that actually does any work around here anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The llamas are retired. They used to be pack llamas, but they're too old for that. And oh, yeah, gosh. the uh, so the poodle in the main house is just well, she's Useless. a fucking poodle. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> they're actually bred to just be companions. I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think they were water dogs back in the day, but mm-hmm. these days, nah, they're just companion animals just for companions. the most part, or princesses. Yeah, yeah. Guard, probably maybe more guard dogs in that way. There you go. There you go. But yeah, cats and, well, just pets in general, you know, it's like, you don't talk about co-regulating. They really co-regulate. I just hadn't realized how much they co-regulate us. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, This cat has been an awesome companion for me uh, because Mm -hmm. my sound studio is in the back of the barn. Mm -hmm. So uh, to have her just come in and sit mm-hmm. on your lap and stuff and some mm-hmm. of those yeah some of those bluer moments it really mm-hmm. does help me feel better i may or may not solve the problem mm-hmm. but it relaxes you and mm-hmm. contact really does release like certain endorphins and and stuff into your body that help you is it, what is it it's called i can't yeah, remember what it's it. called but it's the happiness well, oh yeah the, um oxytocin excuse me yeah yeah. And not only does it make us feel happy, it's how we bond with each other. That's the feeling that teaches you this is a safe person. And mm-hmm. then that's the basis for attachment bonds. There you go. I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the Eng- language and verbal communication is kind of like that as well. It does mm-hmm. release those kind of, kind of co- chemicals in your body. And... Mm-hmm. Um, not only is it a great way to help the person who needs help, the person asking, but the person mm-hmm. who is being asked is validated. It's mm-hmm. you respect me and my opinion enough mm-hmm. that you're asking me to help you with a personal, even if it's like giving me advice on where to go get new tires mm-hmm. or, or to mm-hmm. fix your car or something like that. It's 
it's a bond. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, I have, okay, I have this thing. So, I mean, we all text, right? I mean, text is great. It's such an easy way to connect with people, especially if you don't feel like having a full conversation. So I'm definitely a texter. But um, my friends and I reflected on how different it is to have a phone call. It's just a completely different experience. And how texting just can't replace that. And I think there is something about hearing each other's voice and having a natural back and forth that just feels good in a way that like a text will never really feel very good. It's very useful and it's very quick, especially if you don't, if you're having like, I don't feel like being social, um, which is what I use it for, I think. Um, But, you know, I have a couple of friends that will just call me up to chat. It's the best. It's such a good feeling. Maybe this can be, I don't know, this is my my resolution maybe for myself and maybe any of our listeners could take this as well. It's like, wonder if we get back into phone calls, like just yeah. chatting. It's better than text. It's different. And um, I think we should remember that, that we actually need to like, hear each other's voice, especially if you can't be in person with each other. And then I think next level is seeing each other, you know, like if you yes. think seeing each other and talking, that probably just does even more for that feeling like I'm physically with you. And then that's when, um, the being in person and talking, you get all the subtle nonverbal cues, the body language, the posture, things like that. And I'm going to go ahead and agree with you completely about being on a phone better than texting because regardless of how many emojis you try to use, there's always that chance for misinterpretation. Mm-hmm. And I love, it's something else I love about the phone calls and talking in person. And it's the, the- theatrical side of me where <laughs> you you really can get creative without worrying about misinterpretation. And mm-hmm. just the the hearing and the talking is an, it's, I'd like to almost call it an art form. Mm-hmm. And it, it connects with me faster. Mm-hmm. And and doing the catch up by text absolutely sucks. If I'm yeah. not, if it's not a where do we meet? I'm here. Where you know, or pick up some bread from the store, things like that. If it's just mm-hmm. basic question answer stuff, yeah, texts are fine. But if you want to catch up and talk turkey and and really catch up and in each other's lives, then I I will not do text. It'll be like. I have an hour at this time, you know, or tell me when and I can rearrange what I'm doing. Um, But let's talk on the phone. And here's the vulnerability part, though. Like, will they want to talk with me? Am I interrupting them? Am I worth having a conversation with right now? That's what comes up for me when I think about that, when I'm trying to decide if I would talk to somebody is like, am I important enough to this person that they would spend some time talking the answer is pretty much always yes. <laughs> if right. it's someone I have like a history with, or there's a fondness there. Um, it sometimes takes one person to be a little brave. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll admit, I'll completely admit that um, in recent months, I was letting calls drop. I was not mm-hmm. getting back with people. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just brought that. Once you brought this up, I was like, Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of people that are like, well, I can't do this. I can't do this physically. I can't afford to do this financially. Mm-hmm. I feel, why do they want to talk to me? I don't have anything stellar to to, to explain mm-hmm. or talk about. And mm-hmm. um, 
But yeah, it's, it's that feeling of, wow. And what I need to shift in my mind is that you were important enough that these people reached out. Mm-hmm, you were yeah. important enough that these people reached and out. And still so. are. It didn't change. Yeah. 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 I like that. Okay. Okay. I feel like there's this goal brewing here, Micah, for us. Like, well, if you and I like, think of a couple people, maybe we've lost touch with, or maybe we know the ball's in our court, and then we're going we're gonna to phone call them. I mean, I would still kind of like do a text first, like, hey, is there a good time to talk later? Like, that's kind of, <laughs> that's still my go-to. Um, but yeah, maybe, well, can we commit to that? What do you think? I, I can definitely commit to that. Let's do that. It's been running through my mind and that's down. definitely good. And uh, this conversation has helped me actually resolve something. Mm. Um, is It's helped me kind of really clarify in my mind the reasons why I was having a hard time calling people back. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't all have to be good news. Right. You know, I can't wait for there to be good news to connect with someone. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. Although it you do have always... a lot of good news to share. I know you do now. Yes. This has been, um, this has been a tremendous couple of weeks for me. And, uh, you know what else it, it, once all of this started coming together, once I found out I haven't had any seizures since September 21st, which yeah. And I found out, Oh, that was, that was the end of summer. Now that I think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was autumn equinox. You've gone through a whole season. Yeah. 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 The, I went through fall the entire autumn season without a seizure. That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> but, After but three, that, three years, right? You said, has it been three years since we uh, three and a half? Yeah. Three it was, years, yeah. it was April, um, April 2nd of, of 2019 mm-hmm. is when it started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now you made me lose my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The, yeah. End of the season, end of the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so all of these positive things started happening and I realized that I had thought I had made plans and everything for, as this happened, but I realized that it happened a lot quicker than I expected. Everybody mm-hmm. was telling me it could be a few years. Everyone could, you know, so all this positivity is hitting me so fast. It's like, okay, how do I prepare for this? I should be prepared for this and I'm not, but I'm not, I'm giving myself permission to let that go. Mm. And, uh, but, but it's great. And what I'm noticing is that the despair and the despondency is, is it's amazing what, what regaining your ability to drive can do for your self-esteem and and your individual independence. And yeah, yeah. And then with the MC work coming up, um, and it's not all like bubbly, bubbly. I mean, there's a fear in the back because these are things I haven't done in three and a half, four years in some yeah. cases. So there's a scare there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the excitement, and I remember talking to, you know, it, these kind of emotions are just one side or another of this coin. And, mm-hmm. and so it's the anxiousness, the anxiety is is because I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to get back into life and mm-hmm. and get this this train rolling again. 
Um, I mean, anxiety is actually a gift. So I recently read a book I'd recommend called um, Future Tense. Such a good name. Future Tense. Future Tense, yeah. The first thing that happens is the world goes black. You just hear a little snap when your neck rolls back. You don't bite your tongue off or foam at the lips. And before you hit the ground, there's a moment of bliss. It's like token a spliff. It's like shedding your skin. It's better than the best train wreck there's ever been. You have to let it in, as much as it's upsetting. To wake up with bruises you don't remember getting. You don't remember how the hell you ended up indoors. You don't remember whether you...